0: Hey, guys. Welcome back to my channel. So today's video is going to be part one of a little series where I'm going to go over the differences of ADHD and autism. I've already kickstarted this series comparing another disorder with autism with BPD versus autism. You can watch that video over here. But I already know that going over the differences and similarities between ADHD and autism is going to take a lot more videos, so that's why I'm saying this is the first part of that little series because one there's a lot of overlapping symptoms and the nuances of the differences are very detailed that's a part of it but also I have both ADHD and autism so I have a lot of personal experiences as well to add to that dialogue so I just know this is just the first part of that series feel free you guys to message me asking for a certain video comparing another disorder with autism I have already received a lot of messages from you guys so I already have a list going, but feel free to continue to do so. Right. The way I want to break down the ADHD versus autism topic is in three different videos. In today's video, I wanna go over the importance of a diagnosis. I wanna go over what my life was like and the quality of my life, my mental health before the diagnosis and before treatment. In the second video, I wanna go over some of my ADHD traits, my autistic traits, how they overlap, those very specific differences as well. And in the third video, I wanna go over the diagnosing process and the treatment process and how that changed my life in very specific ways. I just wanna show you guys really quick the notes that I took when I was discovering my neurodivergency. This was before I went to go get assessed. I was just doing a lot of my own research and self-reflecting and writing a lot of notes on my very specific symptoms. These are my ADHD symptoms notes that I wrote. As you can see, everything is color coded for a very specific ADHD trait and how it specifically presents itself in me. And over here, I wrote my autistic traits and I split them up into categories as well. I wrote a lot of of my symptoms down in, in painful amounts of detail. And it just goes on for pages and pages, so... That is definitely something that I want to go over in more detail in my second part. But for today's video, I just kind of wanted to talk about what my life was like before I found out that I had ADHD and autism, before I got assessed and diagnosed and treated, and kind of like go over why it's so important to get assessed and get diagnosed when you do struggle with a disorder. So with that being said, get comfortable, you guys, and let's get into today's video. Okay, so I was reflecting on this the other day and I just want to be really real with you guys. I want to keep it 100, okay? You guys could always count on me to be honest in these videos. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I don't know how I lived essentially my whole life undiagnosed and untreated with ADHD and autism. It was really, really, really hard. I don't know how I did it. It was, it was basically impossible. And I think that's why I was struggling so intensely with my mental health for a lot of my life. And, you know, a lot of it could have to do with the traumatic experiences that I've had throughout my life, yes. And the PTSD that I deal with that comes along with that. I think that's a big part of it. But I also think objectively and a really big part of why my mental health was something I always struggled with was because I had these disorders that I wasn't getting accommodations for and I was just struggling so much because of it and it made my life harder to thrive and survive in but also if you throw like trauma on top of it, it just made it like Feel so painful and impossible. And I think it's important to talk about this type of topic because I think mental health can be a very squishy topic to talk about. And I'm hoping that with my videos, I could kind of bring a little bit more structure to topics like these. For example, I struggled with chronic anxiety, and this is something I was diagnosed with essentially my whole life. And... The whole topic of anxiety is so general, right? So many people are diagnosed with anxiety and anxiety will look very, very different and feel very different for every single person. So it's such a broad topic. But for me, in the context of ADHD and autism, my anxiety, the way I like to explain it, and I've kind of went over this as well in in the video where I go over anxiety and ADHD medications But anxiety for me throughout my life was very, very physical. Like my symptoms were very physical. I know some people have anxious thoughts and it's a very mental experience and they spiral. And I've experienced that as well. I think the mental anxiety is coupled with life circumstances. So certain things in my life will trigger a mental anxiety and anxious thinking thoughts, right? But in general, on a day-to-day basis, since I was a little girl, I've experienced anxiety in a very physical experience. My anxiety feels very, very painful. It feels very tense. I feel like I can't breathe in fully into my stomach. A lot of the times I catch myself holding my breath, and this is something I still cope with to this day. I have to be very conscious about managing my physical anxiety. I either hold my breath, or I take very shallow, quick breaths. Either way, I feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen into my body, so throughout the day, I have to consciously tell myself to breathe and to breathe deeply in. Other ways that my anxiety presents is like chronic back pain. This could be because of my scoliosis, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm just very tense and that's how I carry my anxiety. And I have a lot of body aches because of the anxiety. I have, you know, pretty chronic high blood pressure and that's something that my doctors have been keeping their eye on for the past you know, six years or so. Um, and I think that's something super important to talk about because I don't think a lot of medical professionals that I've come across were able to identify why I have chronic high blood pressure. They always thought that there was something wrong with me. like. They, they ordered a bunch of tests for me throughout my life of like checking my heart, things like that. And everything is like generally normal, so they don't know where the high blood pressure comes from. But it's pretty simple and straightforward. The high blood pressure comes from my chronic anxiety that stems from having ADHD and autism. That's kind of like how I experience my chronic anxiety again it's a very physical experience and I have to do very specific things in my routine in order to maintain like a physical well-being that can kind of balance out that anxiety and and I have to just like keep a close eye on it make sure that I'm doing what I need to relax and nourish my body. Because if I don't keep my eye on it, my anxiety will really start to stack up on each other and you'll really start to see the effects physically. And so like that's just something I struggled with my whole life. Another thing I struggled with that is, and these are things that goes comorbid with the ADHD and autism. And this is why it's so important to get assessed and diagnosed because if you don't have the answers and the diagnosis you need you can't do what you need to do to help deal and cope with the comorbid effects of your mental health right like anxiety and another thing i struggled with throughout my life is depression depression isn't chronic for me anxiety is chronic because it's a physical experience for me Depression is more of a situational experience for me. This is something I I think is very unique as well that I need to distinguish. Depression for me is situational. It's also not necessarily an emotional thing for me. I feel like the depression comes with circumstantial reasons. Objectively not being able to get your life together, not being able to manage your life can cause you to feel depressed. And I think that's a big thing I want to emphasize in this video is like how anxiety and depression can feel in the confines of ADHD and autism so that you guys can maybe you know reflect within yourself and see if you can relate on these types of experiences. I feel like for a lot of people depression can feel like it's a very emotional thing maybe even biological like there's chemical imbalances that they have to be medicated for to balance those chemicals out right but for me the depression was always because I was objectively struggling with a lot of executive dysfunction and sensory overloading and life was was very hard to get together for me and in order to keep things together it it required a lot from me on my end and that took a toll on my mental health as well when you're struggling with executive dysfunction you can't seem to do the things you want to do you can't seem to put together a routine or go do and see the people that makes you happy and those things objectively can take a toll on your mental health and make you feel depressed because you are continually getting more and more disconnected from life and that is making you feel more and more depressed, right? If I could reflect back on moments in my life where I felt the most depressed, it was moments in my life where I couldn't seem to get my life together and I lost a sense of motivation and I felt very overwhelmed. I think that a really big part of having untreated adhd is just your executive dysfunction when it's left untreated can really wreak havoc on someone's life in so many ways i feel like adhd is just objectively harder to deal with than autism in many ways because in in autism has like its own things that makes it hard to deal with as well But I feel like with ADHD, when you can't seem to like get things done in your life, as an adult, it makes life very, very hard for you. It makes your purpose here on this earth a lot harder to understand and actively feed into. If you think about it, with autism, like there's a lot of things there that is hard to cope with. But as long as you're able to know what you like to do and and be able to feed time and energy into it, there's aspects of your life that is still worth living right and there's aspects of your life that you can still enjoy but with ADHD, when when you're just struggling to do the things that you don't like and you're struggling to do the things that you like as well and you're having a hard time maintaining a life as an adult, you could feel like a failure. You could feel completely empty and unhappy because you aren't doing the things you need to do and the things you want to do. It makes you feel a lot more worthless and it makes you feel as if you're not making use of your time here on earth and making use of yourself. You just start to develop a very harsh idea of yourself. You become very self-critical. It's like a cycle that... Self-deprecation also holds you back from even having motivation to do things. You start to lose trust in yourself. You start to tell yourself, I'm not gonna be able to do that anyways, I can't do that. It just like gets worse and worse. It's like a snowball effect. You keep proving to yourself that you can't do something and anytime you have to do something, you just tell yourself you can't do it anyways and then you prove yourself right because you believe you can't do it and then you don't have the motivation to do it. And it just starts to stack up on each other. And you start to get more and more depressed, more anxious. And it, it's like, this is why it's so important, you guys, to go get diagnosed if you really suspect you have ADHD. Because mental health is is very subjective and personal, right? But when you can't objectively get your life together, it it's game over. Like, you can't. There's nothing you could do for yourself and your mental health if you can't objectively do the things you need to do to get that stuff back together, do the things you need to do to maintain your mental health and emotional health, do the things that make you happy and express yourself and give you a sense of purpose right that's something I really really want to emphasize because I feel like the way people represent ADHD throughout history and on social media is I don't think people understand how severe ADHD is and how intensely it can affect someone's life. People think that ADHD just means that you get distracted easily, you interrupt people during a conversation, you can't finish things because you're doing all these different things all at once. I feel like the way people see it is like this endearing idea of like an adult that is almost childlike. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cute. You're still like a child in many ways. Or, oh, you, you just need a little bit of organization in your life you need to put a little bit more effort and and you could get your things together. In reality, like ADHD, if left untreated, and even people who are getting treated could be so debilitating and it's not something that you should take lightly. I feel like people need to really understand how severe it could be for someone, take it a little bit more seriously, have a little bit more understanding and empathy for those out there who do have ADHD I felt like my perception of myself before I was diagnosed and treated was at such a low point and was consistently declining because it took so much for me to be able to maintain normal life things. And that in and of itself is a really big hit to your self-esteem because you look around you and you look at the things that people can do and maintain and accomplish and you see that for a lot of people, it's doable. That for some, it doesn't take much effort. For others, they could put effort into it, but they could still get things done, right? But for me and for other people with ADHD, I felt like I was... What it feels like is we're all trying to get to the top of Mount Everest. And everyone has the tools that they need. They have a backpack packed full of food water, a sleeping bag, a tent, all of these survival things, right? And they have the right clothes and hiking boots to withstand the weather of the mountain. But with ADHD, you don't have the things that you need to equip yourself to go about life. I felt like for me, it was like I was trying to hike up the same mountain as them. I tried to do it at the same pace, but I was barefoot. My backpack didn't really have much in there. I didn't have food. It's like I had to go hunting every day for food. I didn't have a tent. I didn't have the clothes I needed to withstand the weather. And I I would be so hard on myself when I couldn't keep up with everyone else. In order for me to even catch up to someone, I had to put so much mental, physical, and emotional energy just to catch up. I could not stay at the same pace. I would always fall behind, and that was just so discouraging. I remember thinking to myself before my diagnosis and before I I knew I had ADHD that I just could not fathom Being able to continue living life the way that I was and the way other people do, I just felt like there was no formula for me. I knew I couldn't hold down a job consistently for more than two years. I was like switching jobs every two years because I would get so bored. And when I'm bored with something, I cannot... I just cannot force myself to keep going on with it. It was It was so hard for me to continue on with a specific job and be stable with it. I couldn't build and maintain a routine for myself. I, I felt like I was perpetually fatigued and lethargic all the time, and I didn't know why. Uh, hindsight 2020 it, it's because of of all these disorders, right and the sensory experiences. I was constantly lethargic. I felt like anytime I had to go out with family or friends, like immediately I would get so overwhelmed and I just wanted to get away and and shut myself out from everything going on and just sleep for days. And, And sometimes I did, like after going out with friends, I would literally just shut myself in my room and sleep for a week straight, things like that. And hindsight 2020, I was experiencing burnout and meltdowns and things like that. But these things just kept happening and I I just felt like such a dysfunctional adult. I felt like this isn't how an adult should be living and this isn't normal. I just didn't know how I could continue on living like that, you know, let alone in the future when I want to start having kids. If I could barely take care of myself and maintain my own life, how am I supposed to be responsible for other people's lives and take care of them things like that also like objectively speaking with life goals as well I felt like anytime I had to do something big or small it was just impossible for me to plan it out and be able to set goals know how to get things done maintain like a steady pace at meeting these goals and that really takes a hit on your self-esteem as well because you feel like you can't do anything you start to lose faith in yourself you feel like what's the point point of, of having goals? What's the point of getting things done and, and wanting to achieve things when you can't even do it? And you don't even know how to start or where to begin. And it's just completely overwhelming. It was a common experience for me to wake up and know what I needed to do, but be so overwhelmed with the fact that I had to do it that I didn't even know where to begin. And I end up just literally staying in bed all day, beating myself up over the fact that I need to do something, but I can't do it because it stresses me out and overwhelms me and beating myself up over the fact that I'm still in bed thinking about how stressed I am and beating myself up over the fact that I'm probably going to stay in bed till the end of the day and hate myself for not getting things done and staying in bed all day. It was like I was living up to my failures and my perception of the fact that I was a failure. And it was like a repetition of that over and over and over again. This could be like meeting a goal with life, being able to get something done with school and meeting a goal there. Or this could be something super simple as going out and buying groceries and keeping myself alive. It's like I couldn't even get the small things done. I couldn't get the big things done. And I just started to feel like I couldn't get things done ever. And the only time I could get things done was when I could numb myself enough and disassociate from my thoughts in order to physically go out and get things done. And that has its effects as well because I began to feel extremely disassociated from my own body. It was like there was no balance. It's like in order to get things done, I had to be disassociated. In order to be in tune with my emotions, I was completely overwhelmed and couldn't get things done. I was constantly teetering back and forth between overextending myself and then eventually reaching a burnout that lasted for weeks and months sometimes. And then I had to recuperate that energy until I could get back on that motor and work myself to death again, and then reach another burnout. I started to catch on to this more and more leading into I started to catch onto this pattern more and more leading into suspecting I had ADHD and going in for the diagnosis. But I knew that most people operate on a consistent schedule and consistent energy levels, right? That's why people could kind of like maintain their routines, maintain their lifestyle and their jobs for like years before they do a big change, right? But I knew my timeline was like one to two years where it was like these bursts of energy. That's the thing with ADHD you are not in control of your schedule, you're not in control of what you're able to accomplish because you just have to wait till that energy hits you and then you just have to get everything done all at once before the burnout hits and you completely lose all energy and all motivation. I felt like I wasn't in control of my life. I was just constantly waiting for that wave to hit me. And then I had to like get everything done when I could. I felt like I was constantly getting everything done all at once and being completely numb emotionally while doing so. And then reaching these points of burnout that lasted for months and weeks. Where I just was completely useless. I'm not joking you guys. Like literally all I could manage to do was sleep all day. Be in bed all day. Shower, eat. That's it. And then once I was doing in that for however long I needed. I had to come out of that cave. And then do everything all at once again. And then it was just like such an imbalance. Such a back and forth. But I learned in a way to work with it and live with it, but it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't good for my mental or physical health. This is why when I reflect back on pre-diagnosis and pre-treatment, I don't know how I was living. I don't know how I would have continued doing that. I know sure as hell I wouldn't be able to maintain this channel and maintain my own business if I wasn't treated and diagnosed. There's just no way I would still be going back and forth of those imbalances and barely being able to upkeep my life, which kind of goes back again. This is why it's so important to understand what you're struggling with, what your symptoms are, what your traits are, so that you are going out there and getting the help that you need and the diagnosis that you need to get your life back in order and give yourself a chance to be able to live a life worth living for yourself and give your emotional and mental health a chance as well. because. It doesn't matter how many therapy appointments you go to. It doesn't matter how much mental and spiritual work you do. If you're not able to physically follow through with actions and live a life worth living to yourself, your mental and emotional health is just going to feel like it's constantly being hit by wave after wave after wave. It's just not going to get the chance it needs to get its head above water and get onto a boat and just like sail across the water, you know? And I just kinda wanna wrap today's video up with that message. Okay. Sorry you guys. Usually there's no crow around my house making noises like that, but I don't know why. This crow is just outside my window making the loudest sound, but it's one of my life goals to befriend a crow because apparently they're super intelligent. So every time I walk my dog, I I sometimes bring a bag of bread because I want to feed them and I want them to remember me so that they could come visit me whenever I'm on my walks or whatever. So I guess maybe it's fate that this crow was outside my window so I just like fed it a piece of bread and hopefully it remembers me and we could become friends. Cause apparently they bring you some little trinkets sometimes if they remember you. So I guess we'll wait and see about that. But anyways, back to what I was talking about. What was I ta- Where did I leave off? But yes, I hope I was able to emphasize and explain to you guys the importance of getting diagnosed and I know sometimes I get a lot of people reaching out to me saying that they think they have ADHD or autism, but they don't know if it's even worth going through the trouble of getting assessed and diagnosed. And you guys, I know it could be difficult, I'm not saying you have to, but your life is going to be a lot easier because you're gonna have the tools and the information you need to make your life easier. I'm not saying it's gonna become easier because it's a light switch. Once you get that diagnosis, your life is easier. What I'm saying is once you get your diagnosis, you know what you need to do to follow through with action and know what you have to do to improve your life rather than just struggling and suffering with these ambiguous issues physically and mentally and emotionally you actually know the source to a lot of your struggles, so therefore you can actually follow through with doing what you need to do to get yourself the help that you need. So I really highly, highly encourage all of you, if you suspect you have ADHD or autism, please go get assessed if you are not receiving the diagnosis you believe you have and if the doctor or medical professional is not able to explain to you in a way that makes sense why they don't believe you have these things, by all means, go seek a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. I had to. It's. It's not good that this is common, but it's pretty common. So don't get discouraged. Just do what you need to do to get diagnosed and get treated. And I will go over the huge, huge changes in my life that happened after the diagnosis and treatment in my other video. Thank you guys for watching today's video. Comment down below anything that you may struggle with when it comes to ADHD and autism. Just share your experiences. I love reading your comments. If this video was helpful at all, please give it a like. It really, really helps me out a lot. I'm a super, super small channel. So any sort of interaction with this video, sharing it, liking it, subscribing, it helps my channel a lot with the algorithm. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to my channel and stay tuned for next week's video. Bye, guys.